if you're going to be great, you got to learn the hand, to handle the hate because it comes with a territory. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Well, welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where I believe that our personal growth and development as a leader impacts everything and everyone that we lead. I am broadcasting from my kitchen. Super excited about that. So if you hear random noises, that's my dog, Chance, who loves to um, ask for peanut butter when I'm doing a podcast. It just... I just go with it. Love him to death, though. Today, I want to deal with the subject on how to handle hate on social media. We did an episode sort of in this type genre ballpark um, not too long ago, and I got a lot of questions about it. So I wanted to dig a little deeper because if you're a leader, if you're a leader of any size organization, you're gonna have to learn to handle hate. Now, I'm not talking about uh, people that really do love you, that have some constructive criticism that might help you see your blind spots. That's a completely different subject. This is hate. And one of the things um, that I've learned in life and by watching leaders and by reading about leaders is that if you're gonna be great, you got to learn to handle the hate. If you're going to be great, you got to learn the hand, to handle the hate because it comes with a territory. Let me do a little bit of backstory and kind of let you know where I started learning about this. In 2006, I started, a, I'm sorry, 2005, I started a blog. And it was one of those little website thingies that allowed you to write about and voice, you know, your opinion on certain certain things. And I wasn't too sure about it at first, but a few of the techie staff members encouraged me to do it. Um, they were like, you can write about articles and stuff. So, so I just went all in. Now, one of the features about the blog was a stat counter site they connected to it where you could actually see how many people read your articles as well as see links from where people were coming to your site from. And I always thought that was kind of cool. And to be honest, got a little obsessed. I was like, oh my gosh, 214 people read my article today. Um, but one day I noticed a link to a website that I had never heard of. And so I clicked on the link and it took me to a website. And that's when I saw it. The article that absolutely ripped me to shreds. The, the author talked about how I was a, a heretic, a, a quote, CCP, unquote, cool church pastor, um, which I, I never thought I was that cool, um, and how I was only in it for the money, and this is my favorite, how he wanted to debate me in a public forum. Pause. Nothing like this had ever ever happened to me up until this point. I mean, I had um, gotten a few unsigned letters from people, 
but this was something, this was brand new. This was unreal. And I tried to dismiss it, but for some reason, it would not go away. And this is where, as a leader, um, where people will say things to you like, hey, don't let that bother you. And that would be awesome. Uh, I, I wish I could just flip a switch. But at the end of the day, if you're receiving criticism, they're saying those things about you. So it's easy for somebody else, probably very well-meaning, well-intended to step in and say, don't let that bother you when they don't have to put up with the weight that you're putting up with. So I'm just saying that like when people say, don't let that bother you, it's only because it's not being said about them. Because if it was being said about them, it would bother them as well. Um, anyway, so the next day, the very next day, this guy posted another article about me. And it was, it was uh, way more vicious than the last. So I tried, because I used to think, this is what I used to think. I used to think anybody that was hypercritical, if I could just sit down with them and explain my point of view, that uh, we could either um, learn to see eye to eye, and even if we didn't see eye to eye, we could, st- we could just like agree to disagree. And so I reached out to him via email and just was very nice and tried to engage him. But <laughs> he wound up posting my email on his website and said the only way he would be willing to talk was in a public forum. Can't make this up. Um, to say that I was confused would be an understatement. And so began my introduction to a group of people we now refer to as haters, also known as keyboard warriors. Now, let me just say that I think social media is an incredible tool and resource when it comes to communication, branding, and keeping up with friends and family members all over the world. However, it has become a source of frustration, anxiety, and even depression for a lot of people, especially people with a leadership position. There are not many areas where, honestly, I would consider myself to be an expert. However, in this area, dealing with hate, I feel like I've earned a doctorate degree. So how should leaders handle hate on social media? Because it's not going away. In fact, I think it'll only become more and more and more vicious. So uh, three words that I've really kind of um, adopted as my own. So this isn't a strategy that I made up. This is a strategy that I try to live by that helped me deal with hate on social media. Three words, they all start with E because that helps me remember things better. Number one, empathy. Empathy. Um, Just a few weeks ago, I was speaking with the owner of a restaurant and who's a, a phenomenal leader, and they were concerned about a negative review about their restaurant that had been left on Yelp. And so I, my advice to him was go to the person that left the negative review, click on that person, and see what type of reviews that person left at other restaurants. And he did, and we circled back a few days later, and he said, all that person does is leave negative reviews. Um, and that, to me, I was like, listen, that, that person, if all they're leaving is negative reviews, how miserable is that guy? 
I mean, stop and think about it for a second. How miserable does a person have to be to only talk about the negative? There's this really smart guy I highly respect. His name is Jesus. He said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if somebody is always speaking or typing negative thoughts, how jacked up is that person's heart? And that, that causes me, honestly, to feel empathy. Where I used to get real angry, it allows me to feel empathy. Because l- l- let me go just a little deeper here. What type of person has the time to read things on the internet and then make a judgment call about you as a human being with absolutely no context than maybe a quote about you taken out of context. And they're going to be the judge, and they're going to be the jury, and they're going to spew negative things. That, once again, comes from an absolutely broken person. Um, Because their statement's based on assumptions. And if someone's assumptions are always bad, then then something's broken inside of them. Because, and many of us have had this experience, but I've had the, the privilege to meet a few of the keyboard warriors um, in my lifetime. And after doing so, I'm going to be honest, I really did feel sorry for them because you could tell they were miserable. And, by the way, they weren't nearly as bold as they projected themselves to be on the internet. So at the end of the day, if someone's always coming after you and that person has a pattern of always going after other people, it's, it's, it's not you they're after. They're trying to deal with that brokenness inside of them. And as hard as it is, one of the things I've learned how to do is, is kind of have empathy. <laughs> Sometimes in- inward empathy, not out loud, um, which leads to number two, energy. Energy. Number one is empathy. Number two is energy. Uh, the news, the local newspaper, I think it was in 2006, 2007, I can't remember, um, wrote an article about me. And, and the article was, was good. I mean, it wasn't bad or anything. It was just a basic newspaper article. Um, however, the comments section, and at the time, you could anybody could leave a comment or whatever. The comment section was blowing up and once again there were a lot of people that didn't like me um in fact somebody actually went and researched the value of the house i was living in posted the value of the house online and said if perry loved jesus would he live in a house like this and my first thought was where was this jackass when i was homeless 25 30 years ago but um i digress anyway uh, one of my problems, though, with all this is I became obsessed with it, like the comments, like really obsessed. In fact, I called a leader that I really respected um, because I was just having a hard time dealing with this and, and processing it, and he said this to me. I'll never forget this. He said, Perry, stop reading it, which I was like, that's a great idea. Um, I wish I could, and when I pushed back a little bit, I was like, no, I need to see what people are saying. I need to see what people are thinking. He said something I'll never forget. He said, Perry, this is like verbal pornography. You know you shouldn't look at it. And when you do, it absolutely destroys 
your soul. And you know what? He was right. I mean, I kept looking, but he was right. Looking at those comments absolutely robbed me of my energy. Um, and a couple other things here. It wasn't like out of the 150 comments, I remember I literally sat down. Out of the 150 comments, there were less than 20 people that had left 150 comments. So sometimes um, the haters aren't the majority, they're just the loudest. And it really sucks the energy out of our lives. And not only would I get upset when I would see a negative comment, I would actually show it to my family members, friends, and staff, and they would get upset as well. So lots of negative energy floating around, and I'm the one that caused it. Because at the end of the day, people either add energy to your life or take it away, no exceptions. So when people are a constant source of negative energy, I simply block them block or ban or whatever. Um, it, that block button is a gift from God. And don't feel bad about it because other people say, oh, you just want the positive comments. No, it's not that I want the positive comments. I just don't want somebody that always has an agenda of tearing things down on any of my social media sites. And, and let me say this before moving on. Comments and feedback should be used for information not motivation. Because if we live by the comments, then we will die by them as well. Because I can see um, 100 comments, 98 are positive, two are negative, and I will freak out over the two negative rather than celebrate the 98 positive. So we got to use that, the content for information, but not motivation. Because at the end of the day, I love it when people love my stuff. But I write, I post, I do podcasts, I do videos because I enjoy it, and my hope and prayer is that it adds value to the life of others. So if people are bringing energy to you, then that's cool, but if somebody is a constant energy drain, don't feel bad about blocking them. And number three, number three, engage. Engage. Empathy, energy, and engage. Now, I used to say to never engage an online critic because it's kind of like peeing in the wind. Um, it feels good at first, but then it gets messy. However, there are some, some underlined, you know, all caps, some instances, not many, where engaging people may be absolutely necessary. If if someone doesn't like your product or your service or you, that's fine. That's life. People like some things. They don't like other things. However, when someone says something about you that is absolutely untrue, it may be time, not always, but it may be time to engage, listen, the comment and not the person. That's huge. Engage the comment and not the person. For example, um, within the past two or three weeks, I wrote an article about um, some things I've learned over the past three years, whatever, and someone left a comment about how they, that, what was it, they said, you did not complete the treatment that you went to in 2016. I know for a fact you left early. You walked away. Now, 
I've been called all sorts of things. I've had all sorts of things said about me, and that's fine. But that's an instance where I had to say something because it was a lie. I busted my ass to complete that treatment, and I was freaking proud of the fact I had done the hard work. I had went through an intensive 30-day program. So I didn't say, um, hey, Frank, and I don't think his name was Frank, but I didn't say, hey, Frank, you're an idiot because that's attacking the person. And I didn't attack the person. I simply said, um, you know, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something along the lines of, listen, I want you to know that I busted my rear end to complete the treatment. If you have heard that I com did not complete the treatment, that is a lie. And I would personally appreciate it if you would stop making comments like this. Um, and I, it wasn't very long, but I just addressed it. And within an hour, this guy took his comment down. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, kind of, kind of kept moving on. So only engage, only engage if there's something that's a flat out lie about you or your product. Like, let's say your product, you know, uh, I took this product and I gave this product to somebody and it killed them. Well, it, if, okay, engage that and, and, you know, engage, but always engage the comment and not the person. So, so how to deal with hate on social media? Empathy. I try to look at the person and see, you know, what's, what's broken inside of them instead of hyper-focusing on what the broken person is constantly saying about other people and me. Um, I try to use, listen, if somebody adds energy to my life, they're there, but if they constantly rob energy from me, they're blocked or banned, and I don't feel bad about it. And number three, engage, but only engage when something is untrue and engage the comment and not the person. Those are three things that I do, um, three things that help me handle the hate. And the more successful you are in any type of industry, the more hate you're going to have. So you got to figure out a strategy to handle the hate. And these, these three things are my strategy on how to deal with it every single day. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we do believe that the best really is yet to come. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Oh, 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 oh.